Among the longtime Native American tribes, consider the Muwekma Ohlone tribe. It once occupied lands in what are now Santa Clara and San Francisco counties in California. The Bureau of Indian Affairs recognizes nearly 600 indigenous tribes, but not the Muwekma Ohlone of the San Francisco Bay Area. That could change soon thanks to its chairwoman, Charlene Nijma, who joins me now. Ms. Nijma, good to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell us more about this tribe. It still exists. Where do people tend to live now and what's the status of it? My tribe is from the San Francisco Bay Area, the state of California, but we are right in the heartland of Silicon Valley, one of the wealthiest place in the nation. So our tribe was the tribe from the San Francisco Bay Area. There was many villages throughout the Bay Area, but when the Spanish came, they created and established the mission system. They started in Mexico and they moved their way up north. So when they landed in San Francisco, they created Mission Dolores, you know, Mission San Francisco, Mission Santa Clara, and Mission San Jose on the East Bay side of the Bay. And so my people were pushed into all three Bay Area missions. After the mission contact, you know, then it was the Mexican period. So we went through three different governments. So pretty much my people were decimated. So the people that were left were a small community on the East Bay. And we ended up on the East Bay because that was a a place of refuge for us because of the Rancho period. You know, we were their labor force. So we maintained their cattle and they protected us right from the settlers that were coming in because of the, the gold rush. And Peter Burnett, right, his policy of extermination on the Indians. And he was one of the biggest racist uh, senators in our history in the state of California. So we had bounties on our heads, $5 a head bounties. So we were being um, hunted. And really, our landowners that we we worked for protected us. We were on Phoebe Hearst land. Our community was on the Alisail Rancheria. We were right next to her railroad station called the Verona Railroad Station. What of it exists today? How many members are there and where do they generally live? So we are 614 and growing and we are spread out throughout the Bay Area. Most majority of us are on the East Bay. But we are spread out throughout the San Francisco Bay Area. And by the way, do any members work in the Silicon Valley so-called industries there? Yeah, we have some tech people. And yeah, we are deeply embedded in the community. You were once recognized by the federal government as an indigenous tribe, and that recognition disappeared. Tell us what happened then. Right. So we were acknowledged in the early century in 1906 through Congress. They mandated to buy land for the homeless Indians in California. And our group was identified in 1906 through an Indian census to buy land for, along with the other 134 other tribes. We were identified again in 1906 to move forward for buying land, uh, 1914, 1923. But in 1927, Indian agent by the name of Lafayette Dorrington decided not to buy land for our tribe. But that didn't mean he didn't want to buy land because we stopped being a community. He just, he was racist and he didn't want to buy land for any more Indians moving forward. He wanted whatever was in the general fund, he wanted to take care of the Indians they already bought land for. So he removed us. We were the first, Verona Bound was the first to be removed from that list of tribes to receive land. But what happened after that is the government stopped ignoring us. Even though our leaders were reaching out to the BIA, what happened to our land deal around here? These were letters being sent 
But what they were saying is that's an individual asking for themselves and their own family. Well, how do you explain when she's saying people around here are asking? It doesn't sound like she's asking for herself. Moving forward, they they just continue to ignore us. And they didn't add us to that 1978 list of federally recognized tribes. We're speaking with Charlene Nimja. She is chairwoman of the Muwekma Ohlone Native American tribe. And you're in Washington. You've been making the rounds. Do you have some reason to hope that perhaps Bureau of Indian Affairs can restore that recognition now? And what would that require? Does it take an act of Congress? It's two paths for us. It can be an act of Congress, but it's unfortunate that we have our own delegation in the Bay Area asking us to cede some of our sovereign rights. And it's coming down to they don't want us to do gaming in the Bay Area. And really, they should be asking about our legitimacy as a tribe, whether we're a tribe or not. You know, discussing sovereignty, because those are two different issues. Sovereignty and economic development. We shouldn't bring economic development to a sovereignty issue here. Got it. So you're not seeking a piece of land like a reservation at this point, but no. simply recognition. What would Acknowledgement rec- that we exist. And what would that do for you? It would give us the ability to govern ourselves on our own lands. We would have to purchase our land and put that into trust for housing. You know, it gives us health care, education for our students. And, and most recently, there's a lot of things happening now. The UC system just established free tuition for Native students who are in federally recognized tribes. So that would be a benefit to our people and our youth to move through colleges and be successful and help our nation, nation build, to be able to stay on our homelands and survive our 10,000-year history. And you are in one of the most expensive real estate areas on Earth. Do you have a piece of land that you could reasonably expect to acquire and establish schools and housing? Um, We right now I'm focused on recognition. And and yes, I am looking at lands to to maybe one day own to build that native village for my people, because my children, the children of the nation are being gentrified out of the area. So, yes, those are top priorities is building a native village and, and being able to govern ourselves on our own lands. Because I was going to ask if you have members, say, that have assimilated to a degree, they might still have their identity as members of the Muwekma Ohlone. But if they're living in a house that they own and they're working for a tech company and doing just fine, what would motivate them, do you think, to move to a different place? Or could the village that you build be something they visit, but they can remain living where they are? Oh, no, they're... They want to continue to stay on their homelands. They are proud people. And right now we are working together to revitalize our language, you know, revitalize our dances and bring our culture back because it it was really taken from us. Everything was taken from us. But we are bringing that back and and we are stronger and striving. So So. among the members, you find that them and the children have an interest, you've noticed, in learning those the dances, the songs, the language, that type of thing? Yes. Yes, most definitely. Getting back to the congressional delegation that covers the areas where you are, you're, it sounds like you're getting mixed signals from them. Well, I, yes, I have to say I'm shocked how receptive. I always say this is a, a nonpartisan issue. You know, I need to work with both sides to make this happen. But I'm shocked at the good reception I'm getting from the Republicans. They understand that sovereignty and economic development are two different things. And they they don't ask me in my meetings. We're not asking you to 
take something away from you. We understand you need to nation build. So I get a different reception when I'm dealing with the Republicans than the Democrats. I have to say our Democratic Party, our delegates in our in our area, you know, are not as receptive because they're trying to take something, a, a piece of right for my children away to be able to use in the future. And what about the Bureau of Indian Affairs? Maybe they could just add you to the list. Do you, are you sure they need congressional support to do that? They can. They, it, it's as simple as writing a letter and, and really correcting their mistakes. What have they told you since you've been in town? Well, they've said, um, actually, I'm barely getting a meeting with them, with the BIA. And that's promising. But I have to say they have shut the door on us as well, saying that you've been through the process and you were denied. And we made our decision and that's final. But it's not final because they have to have a mechanism to correct their mistakes. And they have done that. So precedent has been set with three other tribes in California in and, the same situation as Muwekma. And there's always the National Defense Authorization Act. If you could get that provision in there, that's one way. Have you, have you thought of that route? No, I haven't. Not yet. Well, it's not exactly Just, a defense issue, but if you can get it in there, they would have to vote up on it when they pass that bill. Right. I have to get everybody's support first. Well, good luck to that. Charlene Nijma is chairwoman of the Muwekma Ohlone Native American tribe of the San Francisco Bay Area. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me and lending a voice to our story. Thank you. And we'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive wherever you get your podcasts.